Welcome to the Dare to Pivot podcast, a resource for inspiration and encouragement while you're on your path to purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is hosted by Wakia Hayward, that's me, and Barbara Wade, two middle-aged sisters who are passionate about having honest, open conversations with each other and special guests about faith, transparency, and living a life of purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is rooted in the Christian faith, and we believe that we are all made for a reason and with intention. However, it's up to us to pursue our purpose. By exploring the four foundational pillars of DARE, which are decisions, actions, results, and evaluations, we're hoping that women will be motivated to actively pursue their own purpose journeys. Join us as we learn together that it's never too late to be great. Hi, Barbara. Hey, Wakia. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. So today, um, today is what? December? No, January the... 9th. 9th? Yep. Okay. 2021. So this is our first podcast of the year. Super exciting. Awesome. We made it. Um, we made it. We made it. Um. So today, I wanted us to talk about um, just some of the things. Well, okay. So I had heard a pastor talk about instead of a panicking pivot. So I felt like that was a great um, way for us to start this year mm-hmm. by just giving the women some of our, you know, just talking about what are your goals for the year? What, you know, some of the things we want to do and how, and you know, already this year has been crazy, you know, just politically and you know, everything like that, you know, America has just been going through some changes. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, so how do you deal with situations like this where, you know, um, where there's so much unrest, I guess is the right word? Mm-hmm. How do you not? Well, the first thing is I recognize wholeheartedly that I am not in control of anything at all other than my behavior. That's the beginning and the end. And so in order for me to be in control of my behavior, I have to remember who is in control. And I do remember that it's God, it's not nary one human being, it's not a group of human beings that split the responsibility based on what year, what day, what industry we're talking about. For me, it is a easily identifiable that God is in control. So that is a non-negotiable for me. I don't even spend time vacillating saying, oh, this might be a situation that caught him off guard and oh Lord, you need my help to figure it out. So there are never any of those doubts in my mind. So I remember that God's in control and then I ask him, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Then guides and directs my behavior. So in the more, the larger uh, political challenges that we're having, the Mm -hmm. reminder is that I'm in control of this. Remember that they're all human beings on all sides. Reminder to not wish ill will on any one person based on their behavior. Um, don't get involved in the finger pointing 
see everyone as a human being and you pray for what they need to recognize their responsibility and pray for them to be the bigger person and grow. And with that reminder, it's different for every single that's involved. And it helps me to um, just stay in that prayerful moment of them as a spirit, um, knowing that their actions are only a manifestation of how they feel about themselves, how they process things, the fact that they're frightened and um, their behavior is a demonstration of their own fear, misunderstandings, um, feelings of inadequacy, not realizing that there is someone bigger than themselves and the leader that they have identified. All of that is out of their own ignorance. And so I pray for them to grow and get that clarity, learn, gain knowledge, gain insight, gain a new perspective, soften their hearts, um, recognize how their behavior is affecting other people, all of those things. And so that, that all of those things can quickly go through my mind um, as I see people acting out as well as other people interpreting actions that I, I think is, is um, a, a cop out or an excuse. Um, so I, I, I look at everybody in, in, in with those eyes and with that lens so that I can resist getting angry with one single person and see them in their humanness and act out of my own humanness because I recognize that could be very ugly and self-defeating. Um, it would not solve any problems. It would just make me a bad, bad example of uh, not being able to control uh, my own behavior. And then at that point too, you become part of the problem. Oh, absolutely. Part of absolutely. You throw your ring in the hat. It's just another person that's acting out. Acting crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And that that will not help any of the situations. You can't name me one situation where me acting out in my humanness negatively will help solve anything. I, I can't name one. <laughs> it's definitely not long term, right? I think that I you know, I think about, you know, being young and being a young adult or just being a young teenager, right? How, you know, you solve problems then differently. I solve problems differently at 12 than I do at 44. Like that's completely <laughs> different thing. Um, well, I think it's, you know, I think we all have those moments of wanting to lash out, but I just, you know, we, I think, I hope that we would learn and grow and not travel down that road, you know, as we, as we mature, you know, I think one of the things that blew my mind over the last couple of weeks is, I, you know, I watch stuff and I'm trying to figure out like what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like what, what is the point? Like, it was, so, it was like so great. Like, so like yesterday I had a conversation with a guy at work and it was, and he was talking about how he, how he's this, uh, how, you know, how he's like, like DJs or whatever in any way. And he said that he has 4,000 followers. Okay. And I said, wow. And so my question was, well, where are you leading them? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and he was just like what do you mean I was like they're following you mm -hmm. but where are you leading them mm -hmm. and he was like huh 
I never thought about that. Like I never thought. And he's like, oh well, we do like you like he's like we having an MLK day and we having this, we having this, we do things for breast cancer survivors. And I said, oh okay, so what do you do for MLK day? He said, oh I just play music and then we turn up. And I was like, mm, that's what we doing. That's how that looks to you. That's <laughs> so. That's how that looks. To you. So I guess his answer is I lead the celebration. Girl, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Which, and I guess he can he can lead the celebration, which is perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay. Um, just different. It was just different for me. And I was and it just really made me think about just how right now we're just, you know, especially in our when we look at, you know, the shape of America today and what we look like today. Um, and this is obviously big picture, not just in our own individual lives, obviously, but big picture. It just looks like, you know. We're following a lot of stuff, but really not going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so let me ask you: Why do you think he he saw himself as a leader of anything? Well, just the, when he just, I guess, because when he came back and said, you know, was not braggadociously, uh, not bragging at all, but I guess just making it in a, a point to say that you know, yeah, I have all these followers and they tune into me all the time and all this stuff, and I was just like, huh. And, and so your definition of follower was that, okay, you must be the leader. Right. <laughs> That's my definition. And obviously that was a mis that, was, that, that was my misassumption is what I'm hearing from you right now, right? I mean, based I mean on okay, his, so you know what though? Based on his but answer, I think perfect. based on his answer, I don't think he saw it that way. <laughs> and, and I was just like, huh, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, well, hey, I think that was a lesson learned on both sides. Um, he probably True. never heard that question because he may just see himself as a source of entertainment. And I have 4,000 people that tune in, that tap in to my source of entertainment and source and leadership are totally two different things. And so, yeah, I think you guys had different interpretations of what his um uh, uh what his position is or his opportunity and hopefully maybe now you mentioned it to him he will consider it well well it's so funny because after i did say something to him he did say huh well maybe what do you think we should do for him okay i said well i think you should at least encourage people to go out and and, and model his model him i'm like can you not encourage people <laughs> You know, like, hey, you know, go out and do this or, or not, do you know, this. I mean, not do this, you know, right. not spend money in, um, in, in, in businesses, maybe either focus on, you know, minority owned businesses or, you know, they're different uh, movements of ways to, right. to uh, yeah. So maybe just go a level deeper and maybe learn a movement. Right. Or to, yeah, I, 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 well, I believe that you could, should at least do something to honor that person's legacy. Yeah. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. And because people are, and I'm going to give you the word, which is follower. Right. You are, you, people are following you. So, and I think that's just so important, you know, and let's take that back now to like just our individual lives, right? Is that we realize mm -hmm. that, that regardless, whether we're on this platform or we're just walking in our everyday life, that people are paying attention, people are watching, and if we're and if we're parents, which we both are, you know, we have children that we, you know, that we are we're responsible for. Even though they are grown, they still look at us for a sense of 
stability and you know inspiration mm-hmm. and so they're watching they're watching how we handle how we are handling everything that's happening in the world. that's so true you know what I'm that's saying? so true and to your point i i've recognized recently that the word of for social media is an influencer when they talk about people that have millions of followers they're you know they're an influencer and it made me laugh a little because I said, well, I think it's intentional that they're not called leaders. They're called in influencers because mm-hmm. unless they're intentional about being a leader, at minimum, they are an influencer. And even with that definition, some don't um, embrace that title um, for the negative part. For the positive part, whatever I'm talking about, whatever I'm doing, I do want to influence people, whether it's fashion, makeup, um, motivational um, type of material. I do embrace this platform. However, on the negative side, when the reality hits in, the now people want to deny me my privacy, you know, <laughs> and things of that nature. I don't want to accept that piece, but as an influencer, as long as I'm talking about the thing that I'm comfortable with being popular about, then I'm okay. But either way, don't give me any responsibility because I didn't say I was a leader. I should not have to talk about current events. I shouldn't have to have a position or an opinion if I don't want to about you know what's going on and what I'm going to do to help um, because I didn't say that's what I'm all about. I just said I'm an influencer on you know some particular subject and I don't really think that's the case. Um, I, I don't to your point, we always have someone watching us as as small as our family unit, we have kids, it's them watching if it's those that, um, if they know we identify ourselves as Christians, they're watching us to see how we um, behave or process different information and how we use that to tailor our behavior because we say we're Christians. Um, as wives, they see how we react and, and um, they look to see how we react and we, we model our behavior so that we always, it, it should be evident, you know, that we're not out on the market. <laughs> You know that um, we honor our family and 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 our commitments, you know, to our husbands. So it's a um, very interesting word choice, uh, and I've and I think it, in some points it's it's appropriate. But as mature women, I would like to say that we should always see ourselves as a leader because there are always. Uh, people watching, and we should always care because it's a responsibility that we have. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, and I honestly think that I think that this in the world of being an influencer or whatever like that, um, you're right, right? It's that you know, it's it's almost like a cop out in a way, though, because even if you say you don't have an opinion, that is your opinion. Your opinion is that you're not taking a stand. Your 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 fancy, you're not taking a right. stand. That is your stance. You're not going to weigh into the left or to the right, right. to determine, to, to decide to sit back and let everybody fight it out. That is your that is your decision. But you have made right. a decision, 
and you're now doing something, right? I think that it comes around to it's understanding, taking responsibility for your actions, even if your action is to take no right. action. Right. Because that's what that really looks like to me, right? And I think, and, and I think with all of the stuff that's happening today, um, and how we need to go into 20, how I'm choosing to go into 2020 is to understand that regardless of what's happening around me, I still have a, I still get to choose, and and I still get to choose my response to what's happening, right. and that's sometimes all I can do. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And to that point, I think there's also. Um, uh, uh, um, a, a school of thought that you can compartmentalize your life. So in the business arena, I can choose to not get involved or have an opinion or be complicit or um, stay neutral, however you want to phrase it, <laughs> um, when it comes to things that might affect my business or... Um, right. I can I can just remain a silent business person, not talk about race, not talk about injustice, not talk about um, political affiliations because we have a business relationship. Well, as a human being, you're always going to be um, a, a gender, um, a marital status, a race, all these things that probably will speak of you before you even utter your mouth, utter a word out of your mouth. Uh, people will make um, either assumptions or you identify yourself um, one way or another um, by your appearance. And so these assumptions and um, I would say um, these identifier, identifiers of who you are will either be um, justified, substantiated, negated um, when you say something. And so once you realize that just your presence is going to have, um, it's going to, people are going to make assumptions about who you are before you even prove it or disprove it or identify yourself explicitly who you are. So you really don't have an opportunity to say nothing. <laughs> you're 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 either going to confirm what they think, or you're going to negate what they think. And so, there's a responsibility to be definitive about who you are. In my opinion, yeah. Yes. In my opinion, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, I, and I think, and I, I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. But I, and I and I think that because of the fact that it is a responsibility. You can choose then how are you going how Absolutely. are you going to show up? Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. Right. And I think that to me is one of the ways to keep the panic at bay is because for you just to recognize that you actually have a choice Absolutely. in the matter. Like nothing is just going on and you are just standing by and, and things are out of your control. It's really not. The things, you know, there are things happening around us every day that we may not, we can't really influence right, right. during that second. But the moment it comes into my right. sphere. I now have control to decide how I'm going to handle it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so with recognizing that at all times, um, I, I don't think it needs to feel like pressure. I think the, the more you exactly. embrace that, you can become comfortable with what your presence looks like and consistent. 
So um, I, I just personally think that it shouldn't waver based on what audience um, you're in, what environment you're in. It should be consistent. And the, the more we work at that, the better we'll get at it. And I think the more um, uh, respect you get for um, committing to being who you are. And I think that's where um, you, you get the opportunity to, to quell those, those uh, feelings of feeling panicky and anxious um, we, you know, we're always going to feel uncomfortable. Well, the potential is always there <laughs> to feel uncomfortable when unexpected mm-hmm. things occur. But the the more practice we have at being consistently who we are and modifying and demonstrating our behavior in even uncomfortable environments, the better we'll get at at squelching the potential feeling of panic. Um, we could, I believe we can actually get rid of it. I mean, I think of older people that I've had the pleasure of spending time with in my life and you know what they're going to say in reaction to things. (laughs) You can hear them before they say it. Um, Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. depend on them, uh, reacting a certain way. And when it's a well thought of person that is confident in who they've been in their lifetime, it's refreshing. And I found myself gravitating towards those people because I know what I'm going to get <laughs> when, you know, in that conversation, I know how they're going to be present with me, regardless of what we talk about, regardless of who else is in the room, regardless of how old I am, <laughs> we have that conversation. I know what I'm going to mm-hmm. get. And it's so comforting. And uh, even though, and I do think about older people that I've uh, uh, in my life, even though the 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 words I speak sound like jargon sometimes because I'm talking about newer things that they're not familiar with, mm-hmm. it still doesn't throw them. Mm-hmm. They'll honestly say, well, "I don't even know what that is," <laughs> but they go back to being who they are. They just stay in that place of confidence and assurance. Because one, they've had life experience on their side and they've learned the lesson that there really is no need for panic because my belief, uh, based, uh, the, the, the common element is that their belief in God has shown up in so many scenarios that that's where they fall back on. That's, that's, how, that's how they lead. That's how they get up in the morning and that's how they go to bed at night. And regardless, of anything yeah. that happens during that day, in between the sunrise and the sunset, that their 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 love for God and God being in control is not going to change. So my some my uh, uh, lesson learned out of that is there is no need for panic. Just get real sure in that, and nothing else will really matter. So I think I. I... I think what I definitely hear you saying, and I just want to make sure that the ladies understand is that, or at least hear it, is that it's not just about knowing who you are, but it's also knowing, understanding, and really knowing what you believe. And then believing that wholeheartedly. 
and staying consistent in that fight, even when things don't look like they're supposed to, don't look like you think they would look, but you still got to believe right. what you believe. Right. Now, in fairness, as we grow older, like, you know, as we talk about older people, as older people, as, as people walk through their life and they gather more life experiences, it either confirms <laughs> mm-hmm. what they believe or it could be completely changes mm-hmm. what they believe, right? Based off of maybe something that has happened. And, um, but whatever happens in that, in that moment, I think it's so important to make a solid decision on what you're going to believe and stick with that thing, whatever that thing is. Even if, you're, even if your belief is the pivot, because obviously the way I see God at 21 and the way I see God at 44 is completely different. Right. Same God. My relationship to, my relationship to him right. has changed. Right. Where I have pursued him differently or I have, I have seen him show up differently and I have even the nose, even the closed doors, even the um, unexpected falls I have still been able to look at those things from a way of, okay, well, I realize this is for my benefit. Like he is really working this mm-hmm. out for me in some shape, fashion, or form, even if I can't see it now, but because now I trust That's him true. differently. I trust him now. Like I trust when you first, you know how you walk into your house, like, you know, we're both, I'm sitting on a chair right now. I know mm-hmm. you're sitting on a chair right now. We never, we didn't, we didn't look at that chair and question whether it was going to be a whole lot. Mm-hmm. We just sat down. Yep. Like just with full assurance that it was going to mm-hmm. sustain me when I sat down. Right. So, now at this part of my life i can look at god with that assurance and know that yes he has been no matter what no matter what even through the nose and the sooner we get there and you know in maturity uh maturity seems to come with age but i've been blessed enough to meet more and more younger people that mature sooner (laughs) so for, for one reason or another, they've had the benefit of um, um, growing their understanding of of God and themselves. And I would like to say it's due to influence of other people. They've been, you know, blessed to have um, strong foundations uh, when they were younger. And um, part of their maturity is recognizing the, the blessing of having those people in their lives uh, so their foundation can be stronger. And they're learning these lessons younger so that age, you know, being middle age or a woman of a certain age, <laughs> um, you can you can learn these lessons sooner. And I think that's yeah. the gift yeah. that yeah. we can give yeah. of being those mature women is engaging with younger people to help share this knowledge mm-hmm. and allow them to learn these lessons sooner. Like we can be those people, those influencers, those leaders in their lives that can say, hey, you know this to be true, stand on that. Dig dig deeper in that regardless of what situation presents itself, it will, God will show himself to be true. Test him in that, right? Like, let him keep showing up. Be yeah. willing. Also, be willing to recognize him. You know, this happened because God wanted it to happen. This is this is what he put together for you. Accept that. Receive that. Do, do the work so that he can bless you. You know, don't, don't, don't let your hands be idle so that there's nothing for him to bless. <laughs> you know, so... Um, 
I think that's a responsibility. I thought that's a way we can use what we know, what we've learned to help others um, sooner than later. We can be that that light, um, that guiding light for someone. And I think there's a lot of value in that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I think at this point, just like how the older people are come, you know, give back to us, I think that's our responsibility to give back, right? To try to lead by right. example. Right. Just lead by example. You know, um, you know, that that adage that I that my grew up with where you know, do as I say, do not as I do, that is not <laughs> whole true today. Well it never it never did. Yeah. We just yeah. had to buy into it because it was yeah, told to us. <laughs> say that. Say that. Yeah. Yeah, my mama had a different kind of support. She, she she had a different structure where she didn't give you no know, options to say no to her, her, her verdict. So um but yeah, so so because of that, uh so because of that, I definitely think that it's so important today that we we are, you know, that we do lead by example. And even if we are just gonna, you know, like you said, put up the term of influencer, um, we need to realize that with that comes a level of responsibility. And so um, and people are watching and people are paying attention and we have to own that because we will be held accountable oh, absolutely. for that. Like you, we're leaving people somewhere. Like, you know, we're all making these decisions and we're all leaving someone somewhere. And that's why even to do like these podcasts and stuff like that weighs so heavy on my heart because I realized that if it's something that we say that change or impact or inspire or motivate one person to greatness, that's a huge mantle. However, if we say one thing on this podcast that condemns or or shatters somebody's goals or something like that, that is all absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like that is a holy weight. So, you know, to to even get to a place where you decide, where we decide to put our voices out in the atmosphere and let them be heard by people who we don't know, you know, you know, just to let it be in, in different phases of their life is huge. You know what I'm saying? Because there is a responsibility here that um, comes with these freedoms that we hold so dear Absolutely. in the United States. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'm thinking about uh, the thought that came to my mind. I think 2021, well, 2020, 2021, even though we've encountered um, uh, the pandemic and um the racial injustice um, episodes and just the, I would say the public display, the international display of just how um, imbalanced the United States is. I still honestly don't think there's a huge comparison to history occurrences from histories in the past. I think there have been so many huge, huge um, uh, historical events that, I, you know, there's no need to compare which one is worse and, you know, count how many people it affected. I think there were, there were just other huge events that occurred in this United States of America, we don't even have to go worldwide, but in the United States of America that were just as detrimental, scary, um, disconcerting, whatever word you want to pull out of the hat. There have been 
mm-hmm. awful things that have happened. Yes. And instead of us um, being in a place of comparison, well, yeah, my parents had to deal with that. And my grandparents had to deal with, they've all been awful in our, in, in that generation. There, there've been awful things. Exactly. And there's no point in exactly. trying to make a comparison because I really think there is no comparison with advances in technology and, and opportunities. There is no, no way to compare. And there really isn't, you know, any, any relevance in, in doing that. They've been catastrophic, catastrophic, horrible things in every generation, in every decade, I would say. And um, so the question I think we should just consider is, what am I going to do with it? Like, this is my lifetime. This is happening in my lifetime. And, you know, while I'm, you know, middle age, while I have young people to watch me, I have um, older people to take care of. The, the thought and the energy that I'm using is what it what should I be doing in this time in this space for me and putting a lot of focus on that keeps the you know my energy directed in a positive place with the goal to move forward and not to just to survive it it's to and I don't want to say thrive in it because it sounds like an opportunity to um to to benefit exactly um and, and maybe there isn't any real really anything negative in saying that benefit not monetarily but benefit by being a good example maybe benefit by um mm-hmm. being consistent with who I am and maybe digging an inch deeper into being resolute about who I am would be a benefit. Uh, so, so that's where I'm, you know, focusing, you know, my energy, trying very hard to focus my energy into being that better person as opposed to um, um, comparing how, how difficult the times are now as opposed to in the past and lamenting about the uncertainty of the future. I don't think that's... Um, mm-hmm. Um, healthy. One, it's not healthy. I think it's anxiety invoking, and it just, it just, it it really spent. It changes our focus, right? It messes with your focus, and obviously, you know, I think John Wattnack does this all the time. That you know, whatever you focus on gets bigger, magnifies. So, to try to focus on more positive stuff, and to try to focus on things that we can easily, uh, that we can positively in influence or impact and and I use the word easily easily loosely because anytime you're going to make some kind of change right. Right. it's not easy right. <laughs> right it is intentional so let's just say make you know be intentional in what we look at and you know right. and then walk in that direction you know and I, I guess and my thing is to take the time out to smell the flowers and, and admire the sun and and you know and and seek out the joys like that's what I try to do I try to make sure that as I'm walking through this day um I try to look at the small stuff and just see the joys that really has nothing to do with me but I'm just so grateful and thankful that I was, that I was able to see absolutely right because you know you make a very valid point that you know we talk to some of the older people 
um, who, you know, who, who have had time to walk this earth, they've experienced some very different things in their life, which is why they can handle this thing. Like this right. is just a walk in the park. Right. Like it's just a thing. Right. <laughs> is this too shall pass? Like truth, you know, this too shall pass. And so it's something, and I, I'm, I'm like you, I sort of cling more. I look for, you know, the older people and how they're responding to situations because, you know, we need that example. Like they're the original influences <laughs> that you will. You don't look like they're, they're their originals. And so to see how they are just not panicking and how, but what I've seen that all of them seem to have in common, um, at least the ones I know, personally, as well as the ones I just, I just, you know, seek out um, or just look for, they all seem to have a mm-hmm. belief in something mm-hmm. bigger than them. Now, they may, it may not be Christianity. Let me be clear. It may not be Christianity, but they have all, they all seem to believe mm-hmm. in something bigger than them. And I think that to me is the key, because if you think for a quarter of a second that you are in control of any of this foolishness, the pressure right. is just too great. Right. You're not going to make it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're just not going to make it. So the moment you take that control and give it to a higher being, then in, in truth, it sort of frees you or frees me from having to make all the decisions and being fully responsible for every right. what everybody mm-hmm. else is doing. Right. I'm just not. That is so true. And, you know, so it makes the walk for me so much easier and it gives me room to... You know, it gives me room to be able to stop and smell the roses. Absolutely. Like it gives me room <laughs> to just sit back and, and you know, and, and relax. It gives me room to sit there and just sing at the top of my voice, you know what I'm saying, and dance and act crazy. It gives me room even in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of the mayhem and the craziness and the political unrest and the social injustice. In the middle of all of that, I can stop and dance because I'm not in control of it. I can handle what's in my purview and what's you know within the, in my circle, and I've and I've decided that I'm going to be a good steward of my responsibility. Absolutely, I'm going to do that, and the rest I'm going to let the rest handle it by the rest by you know by God. You got the rest of <laughs> right. I don't have the rest. <laughs> right, right. So right. we don't need to panic. And so that's needed for balance too, because there will be True. a responsibility that you do have, and. You have to give yourself permission to delight in the moments, acknowledge there are things that you aren't in control of and use that spare time you have to delight in just the things that are free. And and I want to say that's nature, that's the sun, that's um, your ability to see, maybe just admire how someone else is handling their responsibilities. It might be, you know, it's great to encourage someone else every once in a while and go, you know, you know, I hear it. Girl, I'm glad that's not my responsibility, but you're doing a great job. <laughs> you know, you're doing a great you're job. Doing job. You know, that mother of seven kids, Lord, let girl yes. tell you, you are phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> you know, when I tell you that you were made for this. Exactly. God knew he was ready for this because he knew he could not have given me seven kids. He knew exactly. I would have cracked under the pressure. He knew I would have cracked under the pressure. Honey, so he was yes. And so be you know, being willing to do that is not my responsibility, but it's somebody's. And he or she's doing a great mm-hmm. job. And as 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 I can use my energy to recognize and encourage someone else that invites others um, to do that for you, 
And that balance, I think, between the two makes you, uh, uh, helps you to be an appreciative person as well as um, an encourager. And I think that gives you the temperament um, to show other people that uh, you you may be seen as a, a go-getter, in-charge kind of person, um, person that's serious about taking care of her business. But at the same time, you can also recognize that there are other people that are doing great jobs at other things. And um, I don't have to take it on. I can just delight in it. I can just, just be pleased as punch that there's a teacher that teaches second graders that the kids actually love her, you know? I mean, wonderful, wonderful, yeah. um, wonderful to encourage her, but I don't have to pretend that I need to be a second grade teacher. I can take care of what I take care of and I can admire yeah. and encourage her in what she's doing. And I think that, that helps us to remain a well-balanced a well person um, that helps other people. So I think, I, I think, I think that's a, a perfect place for us to, for us to, to pause or, you know, um, on this podcast. And I think that the reason why is because for me, what I'm taking from that is when you think about the things that you want to be, instead of me wanting to be an influencer, especially if I'm going to be an influencer who takes no responsibility, which is crazy talk, instead, <laughs> let me be an encourager, which basically means that I can acknowledge you. I can see you. I can, you know, applaud you in your efforts and give you water and, and cheers along the way and do what I can to help, you know, and if we can all get to a place where, we, and then that will also get to the point where I'm mm -hmm. not inward focused, mm -hmm. I'm outward mm -hmm. focused. That alone to me settles down your panic because then you're not right. even paying attention to you. You're really paying attention to how somebody else is doing what they're doing right. and how you can best help them. Right. Encouraging them along the way. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that also squelches our, um, the, the human um, temptation to be envious and jealous. All of that is part of humanness, but it does not have to win. It does not have to lead. We can minimize that um, when we appreciate what our response, identify and appreciate what our responsibilities are. And that leaves space and energy to encourage other people with their responsibilities. And if I keep that balanced, then um, I don't need to panic. I can just be me, encourage you to be you, and uh, we can coexist and help each other. Exactly. So there he is, lady. <laughs> uh, figured it out. <laughs> we, we solved all the world problems. We solved all the world problems in about 48 minutes. So. <laughs> Let's recap. Know who you are. Know what you believe. Do that thing consistently. Encourage. Yep. And lead. Okay. Yep. That's what we're saying. And in doing all of that, that's a full day's work every single day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> And hopefully that will help you in, in understanding that there's, no. this is not the time to panic. This is just time to panic. Yep. Because people there's are- a place for you in, There's a place for you to lead in all of this. Exactly. Exactly. All right, ladies. All right, Barbara. I pray that you're going to be blessed. And I pray that everybody's listening to us is blessed. Until we talk again. Thank you, dear.
You're welcome. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.